Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is the Sultan of Spreads, the Master of Money Lines, the Prince of Parlays. It's my good friend Matt Lamarca, who you can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, really pumped to be doing this podcast with you. How's it going? Yeah, man. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I feel like everything that I've done in my life has been leading up to this moment. So I'm ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely hear you on that. I feel like, uh, you know, when I was in like elementary school, I would pick. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. The games against the spread with my dad. And I feel like now we've just come full circle. Now we're doing it. Now we're doing it on a live show, so this is great. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think I did the same thing, but I think I was the one who was forcing my dad to pick the games with me. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so this is the inaugural episode of Laying the Points, which in case you couldn't already guess, is a sports betting show. We're going to take you through all of our favorite bets around the sports landscape, including, of course, a weekly show during the NFL season. And what better time to start? Then for the Super Bowl, which remains one of the heaviest bet sporting events every year, we're going to start with just a Super Bowl game breakdown. So for Sunday's contest, we have Super Bowl 52. Currently, the Patriots are four and a half point favorites against the Eagles, according to my bookie. The line opened at six. Matt, what are some trends and stats you'd like to talk about for this game? Yeah, so I'm going to let you dive more into the you know, X's and O's uh, situation, since I feel like you might be a little bit better suited than me for that. I'm going to look more at uh, how Vegas has looked at these teams throughout the year. The Patriots offense, obviously very impressive unit. Uh, they've averaged 28.7 points per game. That trails only the Rams uh, in terms of on the season point total. But surprisingly, they've actually underperformed their Vegas implied team total on a weekly basis average. Uh, Not by a huge amount, only by less than half a point. But if anything, the uh, Vegas has been a little bit bullish on the Pats offense as opposed to uh, some of the other units that we've seen. So obviously this is a very good team, but one that, that probably seems properly rated in my eyes. All right. Now, in terms of some of the advanced metrics for the Patriots, uh, New England is ranked first. In offensive DVOA, uh, they're also fifth in explosive pass rate per uh, Sharp Football Stats. Uh, excellent website, by the way. I definitely recommend that if you're going to continue to bet this game with us. Uh, in terms of their personnel, the Patriots are using 11 personnel at one of the lowest rates in the NFL. That's one running back, one tight end. Uh, so that's three receivers on the field. Uh, they what are, are we going to do without John Gruden this year explaining all this to us? 
<laughs> he loves, I don't know. He I mean, loves the 11 personnel, and you got your 22 personnel. I, I hope they bring somebody in just like him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, are we looking at a former quarterback? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like we have to. The bar is set high. I know the people hate Gruden, but it's like I, I need the coach comments. I need it. I think they should just hire the guy that does the faux Gruden Twitter account. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in on that. Um, so the, the Pats are are using that at 45, percent which is you know still sounds pretty high, but the league average is 58, percent so they're still below average there. Uh, in place of the 11 personnel, they're using a lot more 21 personnel than most of the league. That's two running backs, one tight end. So they're doing that at 26 at a 26 percent clip versus just seven percent uh, league average. So they're more than three times like as likely to be in 21 personnel than anyone else in the league. Uh, so I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we look at some of their injuries that they've had at the receiver position and the fact that they do have running backs who are really good pass catchers and James White, Deion Lewis, and Rex Burkhead. I think that we're going to continue to see that. I would expect to see a lot of sets with both of those guys in the field, even if it's not necessarily with both guys in the backfield. Uh, we know that Burkhead and White especially – I've uh, been really effective this year, uh, splitting out wide and lining up in the slot. Right, and that makes sense when you consider that you know Bill Belichick is the coach, and he's one of the most adaptable head coaches in the league. He's going to fit his system around the personnel that he has. So you know, you mentioned that they've they've been battling injuries. They're they're pretty much loaded at running back in terms of guys who can make plays in the passing game. So you know, Belichick instead of trying to put a round peg through a square hole. You know, he goes, let's just put a couple of these guys on the field at the same time. So that's that's part of the stuff that just makes him such a great head coach. Um, all right, let's switch over to the Eagles defense. Uh, this might be, you know, one of the more underrated units, in my opinion. You know, they uh, don't necessarily get the same publicity as a team like the Jaguars, but they're right around the same uh, rank in terms of points per game allowed. Uh, if they do have a weakness, it's their pass rush. They were only 16th in sacks this year and 19th in adjusted pass rush per football outsiders. So the one thing that they don't do at a great rate is pressure the quarterback. And that could be an issue against the Patriots. You know, the one thing that, uh, you know, we've seen Brady's weakness sort of be over the years is if you can get pressure with your front four and then play coverage in the secondary. So if they have to bring blitzes or if they just can't get home, it's going to lead to some mismatches for the Pato that Brady can obviously exploit. Um, as far as Vegas goes, they've been a, a really underrated unit as well there. They've allowed 3.21 points below their uh, opponent implied team total on an average this year. So uh, yeah, this is a solid unit, but one that maybe doesn't match up so great against the Patriots. I, I don't know. What do you think about that, Anthony? Yeah, so there's a little bit of strength versus strength in the advanced stats. Uh, I mentioned New England being first in offensive DVOA. Well, Philly is fifth in defensive DVOA, uh, and they're also third in defending explosive passes. So a lot of strength versus strength there on the whole. Uh, but when we look a little deeper, uh, the Eagles are average at defending running backs in the pass game, 10th in DVOA and 13th in passing success rate allowed to running backs per sharp football stats. So, uh, you know, just average is actually not great when you consider that they are overall a really solid defense. Uh, and when we talk about the personnel groupings, that's maybe not a terrific 
matchup, and then we start talking about what they do against the pass explicitly. Uh, they allow a 103 passer rating over the short middle of the field, 84 or less everywhere else. So it's a pretty clear area of weakness. Uh, and Tom Brady's passer rating over the short middle this season is 107. I think obviously Gronkowski probably plays a, a pretty big part of that along with some of those running backs. Uh, the Philly also struggles against the no huddle. According to Pro Football Focus's Pat Thorman, Philly allows 68% of completions, uh, a 68% completion percentage against no huddle versus roughly 59% huddled, uh, 8.7 yards per attempt versus six huddled. 106.5 passer rating versus 73.8 out of the huddle and overall 7.28 yards per play versus 4.83 out of the huddle. So really drastic splits there. Uh, we're talking about pace of the game. So I would expect to see New England uh, look to boost the tempo as much as possible and, and play pretty fast. Right. And yeah, that makes sense to me too. Um, you know, again, Belichick with two weeks off, he's going to know all of this stuff, I'm sure. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, play fast and, and look to exploit them in the middle of the field. Um, flipping over to the other side, Philadelphia's offense, one of the most underrated by Vegas this year. Uh, they overperformed their implied team total by an average of 4.35 points this season. Um, no team in the league hit their implied team total more frequently than the Eagles. And their average of 28.3 points per game trailed only New England and uh, St. Louis. So obviously a very strong unit, but we're dealing with the caveat that they're not going to have their MVP caliber quarterback for this game. Um, the Eagles have looked impressive with Foles uh, at least last week against the Vikings. And, um, you know, you can take in whatever you like against the Falcons. Some people think he was good in that game. Uh, I, especially in the first half, thought he was pretty dreadful. But uh, they still have outperformed their Vegas expectations by 4.31 points with Foles at the helm. So at least judging by their point totals this season, they really haven't seen much of a drop-off with Foles at quarterback. Um, obviously, Foles is not Wentz, but so far, at least, it hasn't really come back to bite them, uh, at least in the playoffs. Right, and a lot, of, and that's taking into factor what the market thinks about Foles, so it's... Right, not even exactly. so much that like right. It's not even so much that like raw point expectation is is the same. It's that you know the market is not really adjusted yet to what Foles is doing for them. Correct. Um, uh, and for me, I, you know, we look at what this Philly team has done. It's been a lot of quality run game performances. Uh, Philly has an explosive run rate of fourteen percent since Foles took over. Uh, that would have been a top five mark over the course of the season. So, uh, again, you know, pretty small sample size. Foles hasn't started a ton of games this year, but they have been able to establish the run. Uh, and they do not have huge splits in terms of personnel groupings. The biggest one is 13 personnel, the big package. Uh, so one running back, three tight ends. Uh, they, they do that 12% of the time versus 5% league average. So not a ton uh, of drastic splits for them, but they are willing to go big uh, more than most other teams in the league. Yeah, and now we'll get to the Patriots' defense. To me, this is the most underrated unit in this game. So they obviously got destroyed over the first six weeks of the year. Um, you know, the Chiefs put up over 40 on them. Uh, it was just a really tough start to the season. They averaged uh, 26 and a half points per game they allowed and 
gave up at least 292 passing yards to every quarterback that they faced. After that, they have been among the best units in the league. Uh, 14 and a quarter points per game allowed over their last 12 games and 273 yards or less to each quarterback that they faced. Um, their defensive line and their pass rush in particular has been uh, pretty potent of late. They have recorded at, uh, an average of five and a quarter sacks over their last four games, and all of their starting defensive backs have a pro football focus grade of at least 80. So I think that this at unit, you know, is getting billed as, as pretty poor, but they've actually been uh, among the best in the league, honestly, since a pretty rough start. They're still not great against the run, and Jacksonville was able to exploit that a bit last week, but to beat the Patriots, you cannot, you know, when's the last time you've seen them get beaten on the ground to the point where they've lost the game? It, it doesn't feel like that ever happens to me. Um, I don't think, you know, even though the Eagles might have the edge in the rushing game, I don't think it's something where they can just pound the ball down their throat and, you know, just kill the whole game off like that. So uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to think about that. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to see, I think, really different approaches to, to the game because on the one side, I, I feel like the Patriots, like I said before, are just going to really try to ramp up the tempo as much as possible. And it would seem like Philly is most likely going to do the exact opposite. Uh, you mentioned their strength being on the ground, and you said that New England is struggling in rush defense. Uh, if Just to get back to the explosive runs, New England is only 21st in defending explosive runs. Uh, so it would seem reasonable to expect a similar game plan for Philly that they had against Atlanta, where they really tried to limit what Foles was doing and run the ball a lot. Uh, I think that maybe Philly is a little more likely to get into those big sets. They really are going to want to grind the clock as much as possible, run the ball, get a ton of first downs. I mean, we know that this Eagles team already is going to get themselves in a lot of third down situations. So I think they're just going to hope to shorten the game as much as they can and, and let their defense hopefully, you know, keep the Patriots out of the end zone. Right. And that that's the big ca- caveat of that style of play is that if they get down, you know, then what do you do? You know, like it's like they used to say about uh, boxing, you know, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. You know, like it, it can be nice to go into the game plan with a game plan thinking, you know, we're going to play keep away. We're going to try and, um, you know, keep Brady on the sidelines and if you have three points after your first two drives and the Patriots have 10 or 14 you know then what do you do I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but there are a lot of things that can go wrong when that's your game plan and as we saw with Jacksonville last week you have to execute it for a full 60 minutes if you want to win the game that way yeah that's definitely the hardest part and something that I think is really key to remember is that you know if you shorten the game effectively, you're really just increasing the variance of the outcomes. So that makes sense. You know, Philly is an underdog. It would make sense that they would want to shorten the game, increase the variance, increase the likelihood that a big play for them one way or the other determines the game. Whereas for New England, they want to have more plays because the more plays you run, the less variance there is, and they're probably the better team. So I I think that, uh, our expectations matches the Vegas expectations, which matches the mathematic expectations. So I think we're all kind of on the same page there. Right. That makes sense. 
Uh, all right, before we get into our picks, I was lucky enough to uh, spend a couple of minutes earlier this week talking to Rafael Esparza. Uh, Rafael worked for Vegas for over 15 years, and he's currently a lines consultant for MyBookie, who is the sponsor of the show. So I was able to ask him a couple of questions about the initial spread, uh, the line movement, and some of the public betting trends. Okay, uh, Rafael, thanks for coming on with us. Uh, just a couple of questions for you here. Uh, first thing I'd like to talk about is how the line initially got set at uh, Patriots minus six. Well, we opened up minus six just because we we kind of figured we were going to get uh, New England action just because of what they usually do in the playoffs and win big games. So we actually named we put it up six thinking that we were going to get eagle money. We didn't think we were going to get this much. Eagle uh, money, which we'll probably explain a, a little short, a little shorter in the conversation. But yeah, we made a six, thinking that we wanted to get eagle money the first week, knowing that most likely New England money will come in the second week. I think the last couple of years that New England has been in the Super Bowl, it's been like that: dog money first week, Patriot money uh, the second week, and uh, hopefully, but by, uh, by by Wednesday, Thursday, we'll see a little bit more uh, Patriot money come in because right now it's just pretty much all Eagles money coming in. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that has to put you in a bit of a weird position. It's probably not very often that you guys uh, are rooting for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, if, if the game was kicking off after we got off, uh, after we get done with this, uh, I would say yes, it'd be very weird. But like I said, we still have one full weekend. But yeah, uh, it's a little bit shocking that uh, there's so much love going in on the Eagles uh, coming into this game uh, already. I still think it's going to flip around. I still think uh, telling me right now with the number being at four and a half, there is some fours popping up. You're trying to tell me that the betters are not thinking what I'm thinking. That you're Tom, Tom Brady and Belichick laying only four or four and a half for to win uh, uh, the Super Bowl. I think that'd be uh, a little bit uh, a farce. Not to not to look at New England at that, but uh, I can see why uh, right away. You got dog money. Okay. Um, did you? Does the Patriots Super Bowl experience? you know, factor into this line at all? Or or should it factor into this line at all, do you think? Uh, it shouldn't. Uh, it's just because it's a brand new game. I mean, what people would normally, what I tell people is, I mean, if you look at Patriots Super Bowl games, they only, they really don't blow out games. So I think that's the, 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 the farce of what we're hearing on this game. And I think that's why the Eagle money came in. Right, right. Because New England has not really blown out a game. I mean, I mean, if you look at the Eagles' defense, the last two playoff games, they've only given up seventeen points in their two playoff games. That defense has been a, a really good. I, I think experience will go for Brady versus Foles. Yes, I think if it's a close game, which I do believe it's going to be a close game, then I think maybe the second half you might see experience uh, with Brady versus Foles, and uh, even uh, Belichick and his uh, experience, see maybe how he adjusts in halftime if it's something not going right in the first half. I think that might be a little bit more experience. But other than that, right now, I, I'm not looking at experience until I actually see the game because we might see it maybe in the second half. Okay, that makes sense. Um, speaking of Foles, obviously that's one of the major storylines in this game. Where where do you think the line would have landed if it was Wentz versus Brady as opposed to Foles versus Brady? Well, I would think it would probably be close to a pickup, maybe a small one uh, or two point favorite. I, I maybe New England right away uh, on that one. I still think uh, the Eagles. It all depends how they came in going into this. I don't think they would have been home underdogs if Wentz 
uh, was playing those two games. And let's say if they had the same outcomes, then maybe the Eagles might even have been in a, a small favorite on that one. But I think right now, what's, uh, if Wentz was playing, let's say if he didn't play the first two games and let's say he's playing the Super Bowl, then I think he'll probably be maybe a two-point, uh, one or two-point favorite. But there's no way we would have seen New England open up a six-point favorite right. if, Wentz, if Wentz was uh, was playing, which some people thought that maybe that might have happened. There's no way that would happen. But uh, again, I think the, the Eagles are in this situation because I keep on telling they're in this situation because that defense they played those two games, not because of the offense. So that's a big, big bonus coming in only giving up 17 points in two games. Right, yeah, that's their defense is definitely where they've been winning games recently. So you you don't think then that the four and a half number is like an overcorrection on uh, the market on Foles. You think that's actually kind of accurate for where you would see between Foles and Wentz? Uh, I think it's a little bit. I mean, just because if you're comparing Tom Brady to Nick Foles, I mean, I, it's fine. I don't think Tom Brady, or I'm sorry, I don't think Wentz, would have been a shoe-inch uh, MVP favorite if he would, when they got healthy because, you know, I mean, Tom Brady still was playing outstanding. Uh, there's a lot of other uh, football athletes that could have been into that mix. I'm not saying Wentz would have been the shoe-in favorites, but I think that's a big factor when you're looking at Brady versus Foles instead of Brady, uh, Brady versus uh, Wentz. All right. Do you think, uh, as far as the sharp money, where, where do you see that landing? Have, have you seen any uh, large sharp bets come in yet? Well, I worked at, uh, at MGM in Las Vegas for over 15 Super Bowls, as I like to say. We don't call them by years. We call them by Super Bowls. And they, they took a multi-million dollar bet on the Eagles at, at five and a half. And then I've heard from a lot of my friends offshore and a lot of my friends still in Vegas that the Eagles' money line has been flowing in at six figures. I still think New England money will come in towards maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I think this number closes like around five. I think we won't see five and a half or six anymore. And I would be shocked if we see three and a half just because now the books would be worried about getting middled. But I would not be shocked if this thing closes at maybe five. Okay. So your advice, I guess, would be if you like the Patriots, get it now before it goes back up. But if you like the Eagles, you can probably wait and get maybe another half a point or so. Well, since it's not my money that I'm handing out these books, <laughs> what my advice would be is take the money line on New England right now because you're never going to get minus 180, 185, or 190 right now. And then if it does go back up, take the Eagles plus the five points. And so now you have a five-point middle. I think we all can agree this game is going to be close. And I think it's going to be a field goal decision in the fourth quarter. So if you like New England, if they win, I'm, I, I'm thinking like a 23-20 game. You might be able to cash both tickets. Again, it's not my money that I'm handing out. But I've been known to be wrong many, many times. Just ask my wife. But I think that's a really, really good safe uh, a bet. I think that's a great value bet. Uh, what was the next time you can get New England with Tom Brady two weeks off against anybody and only laying minus 180 and minus 185 on a big playoff game? Yeah, that's a great point. I really like that. Um, all right, Raphael, thank you so much for coming on with us for a few minutes. Uh, we're definitely going to look to get you back on in the future. Uh, you know, definitely do some, some NFL future stuff and, you know, maybe a little, uh, masters action coming up soon. I don't know if you're into golf or not, but, uh, definitely would love to get your opinion on some, some more action here going forward. Oh, always, always a pleasure. And, uh, you guys have a great uh, rest of the show and have a great, uh, Super Bowl weekend. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Awesome interview by Matt there with Rafael Esparza of my bookie. I'm sure that we'll definitely touch on some of those points throughout the rest of the show. Now that we've talked a little bit about the game, Matt, let's get down to business. Let's talk who we like for the game 
and who we like based on the number. Again, it's currently a four and a half point spread. Matt, you can go first. All right. So before I get into anything with this game, I want to just throw out a caveat here that you don't have to go crazy with this game just because it's the Super Bowl. You know, I personally find myself betting less on the Super Bowl than I do during normal weeks of the year. And I think that that makes sense because it's a really small slate. I mean, you wouldn't bet all 16 NFL games during a traditional NFL week, but that's essentially what you're doing when you bet the only game that's on the slate on Super Bowl Sunday. So I understand wanting to have a little bit of action on there. Um, it's the last football that we're going to see really. Uh, until the preseason, which for me doesn't count. I know Anthony, you love the preseason, oh, yeah. but uh, I, for me, it's it's really this is it until we get back to week one. So it's very tempting to you know want to lay a big bet here, but I think that overall, unless you have a huge feel on the game one way or the other, you know it makes sense to kind of limit your exposure. Um, that said, let's let's talk some trends before I make my pick here. So the Patriots in general are just awesome. Uh, it's shocking to me that their ATS record is as good as it is because everybody knows that they're this good. You know, you would think that eventually Vegas would catch up and that their record would even out around 500, but it, it just doesn't. If you bet the Patriots every year, essentially, you would come out a winner. Um, since 2004, which is the number that I had in my database, 160 wins, 105 losses in eight ties. That's good for 60.4% against the spread. So basically, if you just blindly pet, bet the Pats, you would be up uh, about 50 units plus. Um, that number increases when they're getting a minority of the public bets, which is what uh, they are experiencing right now, as we talked to Raphael about. Uh, they only are at about 44% right now. Now, granted, that could increase as we get closer to kickoff, but should it hold, they are, they cover at roughly 66 and two thirds percent when they are getting a minority of public support. Uh, 26 wins, 13 losses, and two pushes. The Pats also crush in domes. They are 14, 5, and 1 against the spread, uh, in the database. Brady's numbers in domes are awesome. So they, um, are, are a lot of things here working in the Pats' favor. Uh, that said, they have disappointed in the Super Bowl, three and four against the spread. Two of those wins, uh, miracle basically, uh, situations against the Seahawks and the Falcons. And one thing that I found interesting is that you would think that, you know, with the coaching advantage that the Pats have most weeks, they would be awesome when they have a week of rest to prepare. But with Brady at the helm, they're actually 23, 22 and four against the spread. Um, when, when, uh, given an extra week to prepare. And when the opponent also has an extra week to prepare, their record actually dips below 500. So just a couple of things to chew on there. Um, I think that all of those, you know, trends, uh, do paint a little bit of a picture. I don't like to go crazy with trends, but those are all things that I think are interesting and, and apply to this week. So now onto the game itself. Uh, I think that the Eagles have undoubtedly been underrated by the public for the majority of the season and especially over the last two weeks in the playoffs without Foles. Um, they were back-to-back -back home dogs um, and got a minority of the public bets on them both weeks. So I think that 
this this week in the Super Bowl, the public is chasing their tail a little bit. I think that um, the the uh, natural tendency for most betters here is to not be wrong three weeks in a row. So I think that this spread is honestly moving a little bit too far in the opposite direction. Um, given the Pats' experience, edge at quarterback, edge at head, at head coach, uh, I think that this line would probably be closer to seven if I was setting it. Um, we mentioned the Patriots' offense and the Eagles' defense. Their one weakness is that they don't get after the quarterback. I think that that's going to play a huge um, factor in this game. If they can't get Brady uncomfortable, I think he's going to be able to pick them apart. You know, over the middle of the field, using Gronkowski, using the running backs, using Danny Amendola. So I am going to take the Patriots here, laying the four and a half points. Uh, I will gladly take them while getting the added benefit of fading the public. You basically never get to do that with the Patriots. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't feel super confident about the pick. But that said, I am taking the GOAT. Oh, man. Does that hurt for you to say as a Jets fan? Just to, to recognize Listen, the greatness of Brady there? Or? You know that everything inside my body wants to root against the Patriots. Um, I hate I hate their organization. Uh, even though I respect the hell out of them, I think that they um, are just the best you know, team in football year in and year out. And I'm honestly a little bit surprised that the public is not more on them here. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised about that too. And that has me really debating my pick here. Uh, I certainly like the Patriots to win, but I do think that the Eagles cover. Uh, I kind of think that this is going to end up being a field goal game. Uh, Now, one of the things that Raphael mentioned to you in the interview is that there is likely to be some money coming on New England kind of as this week progresses. So uh, I like Philly to cover, but I probably wouldn't bet them at four and a half. I'd probably want that. I'd wait for that to come up to five um, before I bet that. But uh, just like you, I'm not really thrilled about betting this game against the spread. I honestly really would prefer to just do a seven point teaser on the Pats and the under. So you can get uh, the Pats at three and a half and the under on 55. Uh, you obviously have to lay more juice. You get the, you get that at minus 140, but I just think it's a much better bet. Uh, I'm, I'm really not a huge fan of this against the spread. Yeah, I, I know you're the math guy, but isn't it two and a half? Uh, what's it now? It's 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 minus four and a half, right? So plus seven, plus three and a half. No. So four and a half to zero is four and a half points. Oh, you're right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with the bet. I, I actually like that bet a lot, but you know, I don't know if it makes a difference if it's two and a half versus three and a half for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I I really like uh, being covered on the field goal there, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, wow, can't even get through the first show without making a math error. Um, at least I don't have to worry about my students listening to this because it's illegal for them to bet. But that's that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. We all make mistakes. Um, I've made like a gajillion uh, over the years, but I was I just I had to you know I had to call you out on your math. No, that's fine. Do that anytime. Um, well, now that that now that my big tease is out of the way, <laughs> let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk the total. The total for the game currently sits at forty eight. Over the last 10 Super Bowls, that would have gone 6-3-1. and one. 
with four of the last five Super Bowls going over. Uh, Super Bowls involving the Patriots have gone three and four against a total of 48 since 2002. The Pats averaged 28.6 points in the regular season, 29 and a half in the playoffs. Philly averaged 28.6 in the regular season and has averaged 26.5 in the postseason. Both teams allowed under 19 points per game in the regular season and have allowed a total of just 51 points in their four combined playoff games. All that said, Matt, do you have any feel for the total in this contest? Yes. Uh, I like the under here quite a bit. Uh, I already mentioned that I think that the Pats defense is one of the more underrated units in the league. Um, we talked about the Eagles defense being pretty underrated by Vegas standpoint, at least. And we're seeing some sharp activity, I think, on the under right now. They're only getting uh, about 38% of the tickets, but 58% of the money. So that tells me that the significant bets that they're taking in Vegas right now are coming on the under, and uh, that doesn't surprise me. So uh, I like the under here, and uh, I think if I had to pick, you know, either betting a side or a total in this game, that that would be where I would go is is on the under. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And for me, I am I'm like a much bigger fan of totals than I am of spreads. I think that well, I think first of all, I think there's a lot more fun to root for. But I also just, I don't know, I think that we can predict totals a little bit better. Maybe maybe I, that's just an anecdotal thing. But I agree with you on under for all the reasons you mentioned. Eagles in particular have been fantastic on defense. I, I, we mentioned before the pace of the game. I think Philly's going to do their best to keep the score low. Uh, and we know that people love overs. So, I mean, it wouldn't even necessarily surprise me if this went up maybe another half point. Right. I think that that's going to be like the you know, guy in Vegas bet is the over or the Eagles and over on a tease or, you know, the Eagles and over on a parlay. You know, I I think that that's sort of where people are going to want to bet this game because they're going to want to root against the Patriots. And obviously everybody wants to root for points. Yep. Totally with you. So now that we got that out of the way, all right, let's get to the real fun stuff. The props. Super Bowl really offers the most unique combination of props that you'll get all year for really any sporting event so i'm really fired up for this uh we'll start with just a couple of the more common props that people are going to bet and then we'll get into some of our own favorites uh first player to score a touchdown i'll go first on this one for me it's legarrett blunt at 12 to 1 on my bookie um you know he scored in two straight playoff games already for the eagles he He seems to clearly be the preferred running back in the red zone. And, you know, if we just look at some of these other wagers that you can get in on, uh, I don't really think that anyone else offers the same kind of value as Blunt. I mean, obviously, we think that guys like Gronk, um, you know, probably Deion Lewis, like those guys are probably more likely to score first. But I really like the added value that you're getting with Blunt. Yeah, I am really not a fan of these bets, to be honest. I always think that the true odds of them scoring the first touchdown are significantly um, worse than the actual payout odds. But I do agree with you that Blunt at 12-1 to 1 is probably the most enticing for me, um, you know, given the odds and the combination of uh, red zone involvement. So I like that. 
If I were to go in a different direction, I would go with James White. Um, he's scored three times already this postseason, and he scored three times in last year's Super Bowl. Uh, they like to get him involved in the red zone, uh, especially on third down. They can give him a draw play. They've, they've thrown it to him multiple times. So uh, I think if I was going to go with a Patriot, it would be James White. But I'm with you that I think that the best bet here is the Garrett Blunt at 12-1. to yeah, and pre- pretty similar bets, eleven to one for for White on my bookie. So uh, I'm with you though. I think that like if you're gonna, that's why I think you got to go with the value on these because it's just even the favorites. It's like I, I feel like 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 Gronk is, is plus five eighty. Like I, he's he's the favorite, but uh, he's also eh, probably a lot less likely than that to score. Right. Yeah. All no, right. these bets are sucker bets. Um, but that being said, if you want to throw a couple bucks on it and try and hit a big payday, I have no problem with it. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk MVP. I think this is a little, I think this is a little more of a, a quality bet to make. Yeah. So it's very boring, but I am taking Brady. Uh, I believe he's minus 170 at the moment. Um, which really doesn't give you a huge discount off of the Patriots money line, which is currently at like minus 185 or minus 190. So Basically, they're saying that if the Patriots win the game, Brady is going to be the MVP. And, you know, I think that that's 100% accurate. You know, uh, I don't know how, like, there's no scenario, right, where the Pats win and Brady isn't the MVP. Like, what would somebody have to do on the Patriots to for them to win the game and Brady not be the MVP? You'd probably need one player to score all or most of the touchdowns with Brady throwing a couple interceptions or you would need like basically just very dramatic defensive or special teams play. Like you need the Malcolm Butler, like, or the, you know, the Stefan Gilmore, two pick sixes or something, or, you know, two picks, one for a touchdown. It, it would be very difficult to do. Right. And they would still have to like win that game, like running away. That's the only way that I think it right. happens. You know, James White, you're not really going to get a better game out of a skill player than James White played last year. And Brady won the MVP. So I really think if an offensive player wins it for the Pats, it's going to be Tom Brady. Yep. And uh, Pats are minus 195 on the money line right now. So uh, I don't know if uh, if that is significant to you, but I feel like that's a, I don't know, that's a small, that's a small discount. Yeah, so we'll take it's, that. it's a small discount. And if you're allowed to parlay the two together, I would definitely consider doing that because I think that they, you know, the correlation on that bet is got to be near a hundred percent. Totally with you. Now for me, I'm someone who likes to mine for value on these bets. This is why I lose, by the way, all these problems because <laughs> I'm always looking for the value. Uh, I definitely agree that if the Pats win it, Brady's the MVP, but I think that on the Philly side, a non quarterback could definitely win. Yes. So, you know, Brady, I think, is a great, you know, full unit wager. But I think that if we were to split up like a unit or a half unit on a bunch of guys on Philly, it it, it puts you in a pretty good position to make a profit. So for me in that small portfolio, I'd like Corey Graham at 200 to one, Fletcher Cox, 25 to one, Jay Ajayi, 12 to one, LeGarrette Blunt, 40 to one, and Brandon Graham, 80 to one. I think you get... You know, those five guys in for me, you have the two running backs who I think if you get either of those guys to score multiple touchdowns, I could definitely see them being the MVP. Uh, And then I think that 
Graham, the, the two Grams, and Cox are probably the three biggest impact defensive players that the Eagles have with, you know, in terms of the chance for, for big plays. Because we don't really care if, like, Fletcher Cox has, like, eight run stuffs. Like, that doesn't really win him the MVP, right? He's got to get the sack, the forced fumble, the touchdown. Like, Corey Graham has to have, like, the two picks. So these are the guys that I think will be in that, those kinds of uh, situations. If you bet all those guys on at an even amount, you get it. You get the bet for roughly six to one. So I feel like that's a pretty good. You basically get like a small Philly field bet at six to one. That's something that I'm willing to do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I might take Legarrette Blunt out of the mix just because I don't know if he gets enough usage. You know, I see him more as like the goal line hammer, and that's that's really kind of it. But other than that, I, I mean Fletcher Cox, I've heard. Uh, a lot of like dark horse MVP, uh, discussions. And that makes sense. You know, he would, he kind of has the Von Miller path. You know, Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP for the Broncos when they won it. Um, I could definitely see that for Fletcher Cox. And I do agree that with the Eagles, if they win, Nick Foles' path to the MVP trophy is, is much more perilous. You know, like, I think I saw that the quarterback wins roughly 55% of the time, but if you look at the quarterbacks that have actually won the MVP award, they're all big name guys. You know, uh, Tom yep. Brady, uh, you know, Eli Manning, <laughs> uh, even though he didn't really deserve it in my opinion. So, <laughs> so yeah, like th- it's much more feasible that a Philly player will win it instead of Foles. So you're, you're dead on, I think, in looking for the guys who have the best combination of a big play upside and odds here. So I, I like that call. All right. Let's get into three of our favorite props. Uh, we'll kind of spread all around the board here. Matt, you can go first. All right. So quick, three rules that I have for prop betting. Okay. Number one, do not bet the coin toss. Okay. There are literally <laughs> 3,000 things that you can bet on this game. Don't bet the coin toss and lay juice on a 50 50 proposition. You know, if you have to lay minus 105, minus 110 on a, you know, 50 50 prop, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, put that money into something else and uh, look for something that you at least can feign having some sort of skill advantage in. Number two, people look, as we've talked about, they look for the big payouts here. So a lot of times the better uh, side of the bet is the one where you have to lay the heavier wood. So for example, if you look at the bet, like, will there be a safety? You know, people want to bet on yes, so that they can get the big payout on their money when it does happen. But the odds of it happening are much worse than what you're getting on the yes bet. So if you just bet that same bet every year, but took the yes, you'd be making a lot more money in the long run. So for the most part, I think you want to be on the side where you are laying the juice. And number three is on player props. I think you're going to want to bet the under as a default. Um, I think that people want to bet overs on this, just like we talked about people wanting to be able to bet the over on the game and root for offense. And it's, you know, so somewhat correlated to fantasy success as well. So, you know, people are going to want to bet on Gronk getting, you know, over the catch total, over the yards total. And, uh, you know, it's not a surprise to me. Fantasy Labs, we'll give them a, a little plug here. They have a player prop tool and five of the seven 
highest graded player props that they have up there right now are on unders. So I think that that is where the value in, uh, the value is on these player props. I love it, Matt. I think that's great advice. I keep the, keep the betting people making the money. I love it. I'm trying, brother. Uh, <laughs> so now let's get into some bets that I do like here. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Will any team score three plus times in a row? Uh, you have to lay minus 175 on that, but the odds of that bet actually hitting are are much greater than the juice that you have to lay. It's hitting seven of the last 10 Super Bowls, and both of these teams have accomplished that feat in each of their first two playoff games this season. So uh, this to me is like the Patriots special, right? Like you score before the half, you get the ball back at the half, and you score there. So then you only need one more score in either direction. And this bet pays off. So uh, I like that. Uh, I'm going through the odds, it doesn't really seem to matter whether or not it's a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game. You can still get this bet to come through, you know, through field goals or touchdowns. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite ones here and something that I'm definitely going to have some exposure to. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to start with basically my my least favorite of my favorite. Uh, that's going to be, will any player take a snap other than Brady or Foles? I'm going to say no. That's minus 150. Uh, now, it's really important that you make sure you to check how this is phrased. On my bookie, that's what it says. Will any player take a snap other than Brady or Foles? Uh, I've seen it phrased differently on other sites. They ask, you know, will anyone else throw a pass? That's a different, that's a different thing. So make sure that we're talking them just taking a snap. Uh, I mean, it's really, really straightforward for the Patriots side. They're not going to take Brady off the field to snap it to anybody else in a Super Bowl game. Um, and, and on the Eagles side, it just doesn't really seem feasible to me. I mean, in the in the last game, they did that, but it was because they were blowing out Minnesota. Uh, obviously, it could be a running back that they direct snap to, but that's not something that Philly has done. So. Uh, I feel really good about this one. I think that minus 150 is a little light uh, just because I don't really think it it meshes with uh, the coaches and even necessarily the personnel that both of these teams are working with here. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I agree that minus 150 seems light. Um, if you do lose this bet, I think it's because you're getting like a wildcat snap as opposed to you know, one of these quarterbacks gets hurt and gets taken out of the game. The only other situation, I guess, is if one team is up such a tremendous amount that they might have the backup quarterback take a knee or, you know, get in garbage time. But given the spread and given the way that the Patriots have played these Super Bowls, that seems really unlikely to me. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a sharp bet for sure. Um, my second one here is... The Eagles to draw the first pass interference penalty at minus 130. So this kind of, uh, the first thing I thought is like, all right, so on the first pass interference, the Eagles are minus 130 and the Pats are plus 100. You know, this would seem to be a coin flip bet. So why do you have to lay juice on one of the two teams here? But digging into it, normal penalty rules just do not apply to the Patriots, um, whether it's a bias from the referees, which a lot of conspiracy theorists would like to think, or if it's just something that is taught by Bill Belichick. I heard something earlier this week uh, on a podcast. I'm not going to be able to give the correct person credit, so I apologize for that. But they were saying that Belichick and his coaching staff 
literally scouts the officials and they find out what they can get away with on each official. So the Patriots basically, for one reason or the other, are just elite at not committing penalties. So they um, have been called for 11 15-yard penalties over the last six postseasons, and their opponents have been called for 22 over the same time span. They've committed just five penalties this postseason, and four of those have come on special teams. So basically, to me, I would say that the odds of the Eagles committing the first pass interference penalty in this game uh, definitely are significantly higher than the Patriots. And you could do this same bet for holding. Um, there are a number of 15-yard penalties out there that you can look at, but I think that pass interference is the first one, the one that's jumped out to me, um, given that the Patriots are going to want to air the ball out and the Eagles might be looking to run the ball more. I love that bet, Matt. And I, I totally agree. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that Belichick is scouting officials and doing stuff that probably a lot of teams aren't doing. And I think that there probably is some bias on the officials part, but I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just, you know, it's it's how all good players and teams, I think, are officiated. They just get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, I think basketball is probably the easiest way to see that. But uh I don't. I, I think that. I think that you know, officials see the Patriots do something, and they probably just assume that it's done correctly. Right. You and, gotta knock uh, the champ you know, out. You're not gonna win on the scorecard. Right. Exactly. So I like that. Uh, I'm going right. This is a, this is a little Garrett Blunt heavy show because <laughs> I'm going right back to the well. If I like him to score first, you know I like him to score. Touchdown in two straight playoff games. Revenge spot. I, I really think that. If they get close, Doug Peterson is giving it right to Blunt to fire the team up. And uh, Blunt is plus 180 to score in this game. I really like that bet. Same. Uh, I would, like, if I had to pick one Eagle to score, he would be the guy, right? Like, in my opinion, he should have the best odds on the team here. Uh, All right, my last bet is the one that I'm least confident in, but I do think there's still some value here. Uh, It's Philly and New England combined for over three and a half sacks. You do have to lay minus 200 on that bet, but uh, I think that both teams here should should be able to get to that number. I mean, I mentioned the Patriots by themselves have averaged over five sacks a game uh, over their last four weeks. They have had uh, a similar number of sacks in the postseason, so it wouldn't shock me if the Pats got over this number by themselves, and then if Philly can chip in one or two, I think that this should be um, you know, a, a relatively not easy win, but I think that uh, the juice here might be a little little less than the actual odds of this bet. If you're feeling more adventurous than I am, you can go up to four and a half or even five and a half sacks and lay a little bit less wood, but I would rather get the uh, the more attainable number, even if I have to pay a little bit more for it. All right. Now, my final, my final prop here is a little off the board, but I'm going to ask you to bear with me. I love it. Okay. It's you got to go to the cross sport props on my bookie. The bet is which will be higher total points by the Super Bowl 52 winning team or total medals by the United States in the Olympics. I actually did some research on this. So the last four Winter Olympics, the U.S. has gotten 28, 37, 25 and 34 medals. Total medals awarded has gone up every year. And Russia, who won the 2014 games, was banned due to doping and cheating. 
So they're going to have 169 athletes going as individual Olympic athletes from Russia, but that's still way down from the 232 athletes they sent to Sochi. Uh, If you look at the website Grace Note, they have the United States projected for 29 total medals. I kind of see that as a floor just because of, you know, the additional medals available. And it, it seems like our average here is is better than that. I really don't think that any team gets to 30 in this Super Bowl. Matt and I already talked about us liking the under. So I am taking U.S. medals here. That's minus 115. And, and uh, I really like this bet. Take my money. This is my favorite one. Take my money. I'm all in <laughs> on U.S. Olympic medals. Uh, I love it. When I read this, I was like, yes, this is this is degeneracy at its finest. We're going through the last four Olympic games, adding up medal counts. It's perfect. But uh, the way you break it down, I'm with you. It makes a ton of sense. If, if you can get 30 medals and we don't think either team is getting to the 30 uh, point mark, it just makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I think the juice is very fair. Uh, I would take U.S. medals for a little even a little higher. I would go up to like minus one forty here. So yeah, I'm happy to to pay the minus one fifteen. I love it. Yep. And I was talking about this with my wife, and so this Grace Note website projected us fourth, and I was like, we don't we don't finish fourth. Like that's yeah. like added motivation. Like I, I just don't see that as being possible. So well, anyway, we don't dominate the Winter Olympics nearly as much as we dominate the Summer Olympics. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, let's get to the book it my bookie bets of the week. Uh, this will be the part of the show where Matt and I give our favorite bets of the week, the ones that we are most confident in. And since my bookie is the sponsor of this segment, let me tell you a little bit about them. The NFL playoffs are finally here. I need to talk about mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports book. With your fantasy football season over, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at MyBookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings fast. I know that's certainly important to folks like me who have to pay bills. Bet from your desktop, tablet, or on the world-class mobile site that lets you bet anytime, anywhere. MyBookie offers the fastest, no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. You have to use the promo code RotoVizRadio when making your account. Visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win, and you get paid. That's mybookie.ag. Matt, what is your book it bet of the week? So I've, I've alluded to the fact that I think that the Patriots are going to win this game, right? I've alluded to the fact that I think that the uh, the only situation that happens if the Patriots win this game is Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. So I want to get those odds down as far as possible on the money line so that I can, um, you know, make, make a decent bit without having to lay, you know, the heavy, uh, you know, wood on those two bets. So one way to do that is that my bookie has a prop combining Tom Brady's odds for winning the Super Bowl MVP and the regular season MVP. And you only have to lay minus 120 on that bet. So uh, essentially, it seems like Brady is a lock to win the regular season MVP. Um, uh, the last odds that I saw, he was minus 300 to win the award. His Really, his only competition is Todd Gurley. And I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, it seems like 
Brady has that thing basically locked up. So what that bet does to me now is I can get the Patriots money line from minus 120. So I'm a huge fan of this bet. Um, what helps matters here is that Tom Brady has not yet paid faced the Eagles yet this year. And this is a pretty ridiculous stat in my opinion. 15 and 0 Brady is in the playoffs against teams that he did not face in the regular season opposed to just 9 and 7 in rematches. Now, granted, a lot of those are because he played Peyton Manning in rematches uh most of the time, but I do think it's pretty impressive nonetheless that um, you know, he is that good against teams that he's seen for the first time and makes sense when you consider, you know, the coaching advantage that the Patriots have basically every game. Wow. That's an, there's an insane statistic. I mean, in a show where we've dropped a lot of stats, that might be the most impressive one. Yeah. Love it. And then this is a bonus one. Uh, unfortunately this prop is not available on my bookie, but I have seen it on some other places on the internet. Over 12.5 dillies during the broadcast. (laughs) So the first Bud Light Dilly Dilly commercial, and I'm going to break this down for you very seriously. They dropped 18 dillies in 30 seconds. Um, Bud Light reportedly has a 60-second spot lined up for Super Bowl 52. Uh, We could blow past that total in just that one commercial. There's also, you know, the potential for a little Al... And uh, Chris Collinsworth, like, oh, dilly dilly in the booth, you know. And uh, occasionally you get the, this commercial was sponsored by Bud Light. Enjoy Bud Light responsible, dilly dilly. So I think that combining all of those factors in play over here seems like a lock for me. I'm, I'm considering liquidating just about everything I own to bet the over on the dilly dilly prop. Unless there's some tomfoolery going on and somebody in Vegas knows something that I don't. I just don't see how this doesn't go over. Yeah, Bud Light just pulls like they pull the okie doke and they just have they just like bleep out the dilly dillies in the whole in the whole commercial or something like just something mind blowing. You're gonna see me on uh, the side of the road with a cardboard box that just says dilly dilly. <laughs> so anyway, those are the two that I really like. Uh, and one thing I want to throw out there is if for some reason none of these you know four thousand prop bets interest you you can actually make your own prop bets on my book my bookie you can bet your friends that you know tom brady is going to have 400 passing yards you could you know do whatever you like in that regard put your money where your mouth is and uh up the ante a little bit so i don't know if you necessarily need to do that for the super bowl with the amount of stuff that they have listed but if you and your friends want to get a little bit of action uh and nothing else piques your interest you can always make your own prop bets with my bookie. I love it. I, I think that that's great. Maybe we'll make that dilly dilly bet. We'll we'll try to get that up on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, I, I think that there's a couple different ways that you can bet this. Uh, but my line of thought is pretty similar to your first wager, Matt. The Patriots money line, you know, basically two to one right now. You have to lay to get action. But if you take Gronk to score, which is minus one ten. And Pats to win. You can get that. That's a combined prop already put together by my bookie. You can get that at plus 120. Uh, And I really like this. Again, I I think that, yeah, very tasty. Philly is ranked 17th in DVOA against the tight end. And if we look at their game logs this year, these are the tight ends that have found the red zone against them. Travis Kelsey, Hunter Henry, Jordan Reed twice, 
and Jimmy Graham. So, you know, they haven't faced a ton of tight ends, a ton of good tight ends. Really the only guy of note, I would say they got, they kept out of the end zone was Evan Ingram. But, you know, the big name tight ends in particular, the guys who score a lot of touchdowns have scored touchdowns against Philly. And I mentioned before that they struggle over the short middle of the field. I think this is a, a big time Gronk spot. Uh, and if you look at the last three seasons on the road of his game splits app, Gronk has averaged 0.72 touchdowns in Patriots wins. He has scored six straight times in Patriots playoff games before he had that concussion in Jacksonville. So to me, once again, I feel like you're basically getting Pat's money line here for plus 120. Um, I think that you can bet this as the combined. I really don't have a, a huge issue if you just take Gronk to score and lay a bunch of money on that. Cause you're really not giving up that much juice minus minus one ten. Uh, so I really like both of those bets. I, I think that, uh, again, it gives you great odds on Pat's money line. And I just think it's a really, I'd be really surprised if Gronk didn't score in this game. Yeah. It seems like the Patriots for the majority of the season, their offensive focus has been keeping Gronk healthy and just getting him to this point of the season. Right. So now that they're in the championship, they have nothing left to do but unleash the guy. So as long as, you know, he's fully cleared from the concussion and, and everything seems to indicate that he will be, there's no reason not to expect him to be heavily featured, in my opinion. Yep. Let's just get uh, no more big hits over the middle, Tom. Take, take care of him. Take care of your best friend here. Uh, all right, Matt. Anything else that you want to discuss before we wrap the show? Um, that not really, uh, I'll just echo my, my sentiment from early earlier that, um, you don't need to go crazy. There will always be more things to bet on. Uh, you know, I know we personally, uh, are going to find things to talk about basically every week that you can, uh, put your money to be it the NBA, uh, the NCAA tournament, we've got the masters coming up. So you don't need to go crazy with this game unless you find a few things that, you know, really stick out to you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to sit back. Hopefully we get a good game. The Patriots Super Bowls always seem to entertain us. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. I don't even know. I, I want to root for the Eagles. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though I'm going to be financially invested in the Patriots, I still want to root for the Eagles. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's just have a good game. How about that? I'm in for that. And that's going to do it for our Super Bowl 52 edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. We'll be back next week to talk some post-Super Bowl NFL futures and uh, pretty much anything else we can come up with. So please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast app is. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Amico. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You shouldn't go to Barnes & Noble and buy 10,000 books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, I am your book leader.
You shouldn't buy 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys and serve them at Thanksgiving as turbukens. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could. Because at the Barnes & Noble Book Hall, you can get over a 1,000 titles for 50% off. Stock up at your local Barnes & Noble. Turbukens are fictitious and should not be cooked at home.